0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Worst Father's Day ever. Stranded. Sleeping on the floor. This mom ran out of diapers.
2: Before we left on our last flight, I used the last diaper.
3: And the woman who suffered serious chest pains as she rushed to a gate to catch a
1: new flight. Then... Biden's bike tumble.
4: Did the president's tricked out bike lead to his big spill?
1: And fraternity tragedy, the hazing ritual that led to disaster for this freshman pledge.
5: Now his heartbroken family speaks out. They didn't deserve it.
1: Plus purse snatching epidemic. (laughs) The bad guys are making their getaways on scooters. What you need to know to stay safe.
6: You're very exposed to anybody coming by that might grab it right Look off your that. shoulder. Look at that! What do I do?
1: Then, the wife who waited 11 hours to call 911 for her wounded husband.
2: Cops say she even scrolled through a dating app as her husband lay dying.
1: Now, the shocking verdict plus the return of Neil Diamond. Edition with Deborah Norville.
2: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. More than 19,000 flights were canceled or delayed this past weekend, and the chaos continues today. The stories of frustrated travelers just keep coming, including the one from these newlyweds who were trapped while trying to get home from their honeymoon. Les Trent reports.
1: Trapped at the airport for two days. It was a lot of confusion. Uh, A lot of
3: stress. Newlyweds Joe and Megan Reese were on their way home to Omaha from their honeymoon in the Caribbean when they got caught up in travel chaos. They found themselves stranded in Atlanta, 1,000 miles from home. Reese shot this video at the line at Delta's customer service desk as desperate passengers tried to find a way out of there. Everyone's panicking because people don't know if they're sleeping there. Some took to social media to vent their frustrations about the airlines. I've been stuck for the last
1: five hours because all the flights have been canceled.
5: It looks like a trauma center in the freaking airport right now because everyone's flights are getting delayed, canceled or missed.
3: Airport hotels quickly sold out and many folks were forced to sleep on the floor in the terminals.
5: Sleeping on the airport floor is not for the week. <laughs> not comfortable.
3: Brooke Osborne was also trapped in Atlanta for 24 hours. She was traveling with her 11-month-old toddler, Carson, and ran out of diapers.
5: I used the last diaper that I brought. I was like, well, I hope we get there.
3: Across the nation this holiday weekend, 19,000 flights were canceled or delayed as bad weather and staff shortages wreaked havoc on airlines. In Charlotte, one woman suffered serious chest pains after running to catch her flight after a gate change. CBS Morning's co-anchor Tony DeCoppel got caught up in the chaos.
0: I had a flight canceled on Friday, two-hour delay on Saturday, wow. and a three-hour delay on Sunday. The dad of four missed Father's Day. I missed all of Father's Day. Actually, I got home. It was dark. All the kids were asleep. My grandma had made some cards. I, I had to greet them in the dark. To survive the summer, yes, you have to pack a little bit of extra patience, but you should also be packing an extra set of clothes, some medication, snacks, and whatever it is that's going to get you through some really long delays.
2: And don't look for things to get much better. A number of airlines have announced that they'll be canceling flights in July and in August to further prevent further disruptions. President Biden's talking about that tumble that he took while bike riding in Delaware, and he's blaming the pedals on his bike and experts are backing him up. Jim Ray checked out a similar kind of bike to see what went wrong. Um, this one. Are the pedals to blame? Oh! Oh, president Biden
4: tumbled off his bike because his foot got caught on the pedal as he dismounted. I got my foot caught in it. The president apparently uses a type of pedal known as a toe cage. Unlike flat pedals, toe cages wrap around the front of the rider's foot. And that can cause problems, says Chris Elder of Bike Shop LA. Once it's in, you have to pull out straight back. You could get stuck, easily. Especially if you're not used to it.
1: When people are using toe cages, even professional bikers, like if they just aren't thinking or just kind of something, they just fall over. Because you can't get your foot
4: out fast. Right. been a long time since I've ridden a bike with a toe cage. And I have to admit, if you've got to get your foot out fast and you don't pull straight back, you're going to fall. Biden appears to have been riding a fancy Trek FX1 hybrid. Back in 2020, Bicycling Magazine said the bike seemed to have a rusty chain well past its prime. The president seemed unfazed by his spill over the holiday weekend in Delaware. Leaving church later that day, he made a point of showing he was okay. the beach in Delaware today, the president explained what happened.
1: Yeah, you guys ride bikes? Well, they have some that have this thing you put your toe back up It your foot so it doesn't slide up the pedal. While I was getting off the
4: bike, it got stuck on the right side. Surprise, surprise, Donald Trump mocked his successor with a spoof video.
2: Oh! Oh this next story is really upsetting. How can students who are smart enough to get into college be so stupid as to haze people? Another horrific hazing is making headlines, this time from the University of Missouri, where, as Amir reports, a college freshman has been left brain damaged and paralyzed after a hazing incident.
5: It's chilling surveillance video of college freshmen pledging a fraternity. They're being marched downstairs, blindfolded. It happened at the University of Missouri's Phi Gamma Delta Fraternity House. And if you think this was a no-big-deal pledge night ritual, look what happened to Danny Santuli. That's Danny in the green blindfold. And this is Danny today, unable to walk, talk, or see. I'm sad for him. You know, just what he went through that night, and he didn't deserve it. The extraordinary video released to Inside Edition by the family's lawyer shows the tragic timeline. 9.55 p.m., you can see Danny inside the fraternity house carrying a bottle of vodka. His family says he was told to finish the bottle before the night was over. 10.22 p.m. Danny is still trying to finish off the bottle. A frat brother pours beer into Danny's mouth with a funnel. 10.55 p.m. Danny falls over. Some frat brothers carry him out of the room and drop him on a couch. 12.28 a.m. Danny slides off the couch head first. 1243 a.m. After apparently checking for a pulse, the frat boys lift Danny off the couch and carry him out, but they accidentally drop him on his head. By the time they brought him to the hospital, it was too late. Danny wasn't breathing and his heart had stopped. His blood alcohol level was an extraordinary six times the legal limit. Doctors managed to revive him and placed him on a ventilator. I spoke to Danny's dad and sister. It's the nightmare call that no parent wants to get.
3: Oh, my my God, it's the worst thing you can ever hear. I mean, my wife was hyperventilating. The minute I saw him, it was like, wow. Tubes everywhere, the the machines beeping every two seconds and doctors, nurses running in and out.
5: Danny's older sister, Meredith, also a student at University of Missouri, says it's frustrating to see some of the young men involved still on campus. I am honestly disgusted that They are just allowed to wander the campus when they almost killed my brother. Danny's family shared these touching home movies with us. That's how they want to remember him rather than what's on that disturbing pledge night video.
1: This is without a doubt the worst fraternity hazing injury case that there's ever been in the United States. Uh, It couldn't be any worse and have someone still be alive.
2: Two members of the fraternity have been charged with felony hazing. The Phi Gamma Delta fraternity says Danny should not have been put in this situation. They add that they prohibit hazing and prohibit giving alcohol to minors. They also say that chapter is now closed. Other news today. There's more reason to be aware of your surroundings because the thieves are now hopping on motorbikes and motorized scooters so they can rob unsuspecting pedestrians. Whoa. A woman strolls
5: down the sidewalk. Suddenly, she's attacked by purse snatchers on a moped. The assault in Brooklyn sends her falling to the ground, and the creeps get away. In this shocking footage, a purse thief on a scooter targets an 86-year-old woman standing on a corner in Manhattan. The heartless crook drags the elderly victim before making his escape. So, how do you stay safe from thieves on two wheels, especially if you're carrying a purse? We recruited Inside Edition staff, to find out, I'm wearing my purse right on the outside shoulder here. Do you think that this is safe? No, that's
6: a bad idea. You're very exposed to anybody coming by that might grab it right Look off the shoulder. Look at
5: that! What do I do in that situation? Let them go.
6: Your property is not worth your 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 life.
5: Inside Edition security consultant Steve Cardian has more it's tips for our Allison Hall. Yeah. A lot of women wear a purse strapped across their chest. Is that any safer?
6: A lot of women like to wear it that, especially bringing it out in front of your body where it's not as easily seen he'd have to be right up on top of you so Still a a bad idea. If he does get it, you're going to go down.
5: So what can you do? One idea is to walk closely to a building with your purse closest to the wall. I imagine it's pretty hard for a scooter to get up against the building.
6: It's (laughs) going to be much harder.
5: For added security, also consider using a fanny pack. If I'm wearing it like this, that's pretty hard to grab. Uh,
6: It's pretty hard to grab because it's really tight up against your body. This, he's got to get underneath your strap.
5: After being considered uncool, fanny packs are more popular than ever. And that's a good thing.
6: Fanny packs come in and they go out, but they're still a valuable tool. Less likely that he's going to see and or grab the fanny pack.
2: Cops in New York say a man on a motorized scooter was able to pull off three armed robberies in under 40 minutes. That is iconic singer Shaka Khan performing at a special concert last night at the Hollywood Bowl to mark Juneteenth. This is the second year that day, marking the end of slavery in America has been a federal holiday, and millions around the country are celebrating. Lift every voice and sing.
4: A soul-stirring version of Lift Every Voice and Sing.
0: Ring with the-
4: Gospel singer Yolanda Adams sang the Black National Anthem at a star-studded concert at the Hollywood Bowl last night, marking the second national observance of Juneteenth. In Jacksonville, Florida, more rousing gospel. Parades played a big part of the celebrations, including this one in Galveston, Texas, the birthplace of Juneteenth. These two young ladies were both crowned Miss Juneteenth. Because it's only the second national observance, people are still figuring out what's open and what's closed. All federal offices are closed and many public schools. There's also no mail delivery. Most banks are also closed. The only sour note in the celebration came in the nation's capital when gunfire rang out at a concert linked to Juneteenth. A 15-year-old teenager was killed in the chaos but it was the music that floated across the USA that will remember this Juneteenth.
2: And for the first time ever, the New York Stock Exchange was closed in honor of Juneteenth. This play from the College World Series is one that made everybody watching go wild. A long way to go. What a catch. Watch as this first
5: baseman goes head over heels to make an incredible play. He goes
0: head over heels.
5: It was the first out in last night's College World Series at Oklahoma's Blake Robertson stole the show.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad he's okay, there you go.
5: Robertson chased down a foul ball and literally flipped over the fence into the opposing team's dugout to make one heck of an incredible catch. Not much help from the opposing team, but boy, did the fans enjoy the play. And it was a rare appearance by Neil Diamond at Boston's Fenway Park. The 81 year old legend put on quite a show as he performed his classic Sweet Caroline to a packed audience of Red Sox fans,
2: a Fenway Park tradition. Neil Diamond retired from touring in 2018 after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but he's been popping up at various events to sing Sweet Caroline to raise everybody's spirits during the pandemic.
1: Next, the wife who waited 11 hours to call 911 for her wounded husband.
2: Cops say she even scrolled through a dating app as her husband lay dying.
1: Now, the shocking verdict. Plus, same time next year. Five buddies, same photo. 40 years of friendship. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right
0: back. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy.
1: Amika, empathy
0: is our best policy.
2: Imagine checking your security camera and seeing this. A woman in South Lake Tahoe heard some weird growling coming from the carport. Turned out it was two bears fighting. Not sure what caused the smackdown, but it ended when the bears were scared off by the homeowner's dog. A verdict in the case of the wife accused of stabbing her husband, who used to be her stepfather. And if the relationship between the defendant and the victim weren't enough of a head-scratcher, the circumstances of his killing were, too.
5: We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. A mother of two bows her head and sobs as she's acquitted of stabbing her husband to death. It's a stunning verdict. She admitted waiting 11 hours before calling 911.
2: 11 hours is a very long time to report that someone in your home is injured, much less has been stabbed and
5: bleeding out. Danielle Redlick said she killed her husband sixty five year old Michael Redlick, in self-defense. She says as he pinned her on a kitchen countertop, she reached for a knife. He takes his hand he's smashing my head and um, so I'm just pinned up against the counter like this, and he's
2: Straddling my body here and has me pinned.
5: She didn't call 911 until the next morning. Before calling, she cleaned up the crime scene and even took a nap. Prosecutors say she even checked out a dating app, apparently looking for eligible men to date. Finally, she called 911. She said her husband died from a heart attack. This, despite the obvious stab wounds on his body. Yes, he might
2: have a heart attack. I don't know. Okay. Did you just
5: find him? No, actually. It happened last night. It happened last night.: And get this: Danielle Redlick's husband used to be her stepfather. He was married first to her mother, who died in 1999.
2: What do you think was in the jury's mind? Clearly, the only way the jury came away with this verdict is they found her credible? And they believed that she was scared that it was truly self-defense.
5: Her slain husband's best friend tells Inside Edition he is shocked by the trial's outcome.
4: I'm just amazed that the jury um, couldn't see
5: it. Couldn't see what?
4: Couldn't see that she was guilty.
5: We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. After the not guilty verdict, Redlick mouthed the words, thank
2: you to the jury. Redlick was found guilty of one charge of tampering with evidence, and she'll be sentenced for that in August. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this.
1: Still to come, same time next year. Five buddies, same photo. Forty years of friendship.
2: Graduation is a sweet occasion, but finding the perfect gift can be a bitter struggle. MMS.com has a solution – These five guys have been friends since high school and they've been celebrating their friendship ever since.
4: These buddies have been taking the same photo every five years for 40
0: years. So who came up with the tradition though? Who said, hey look, let's recreate this photo every five years? It was five years later and I realized there was an opportunity for all five of us to be here again and when everyone said yes, I said, we're going to take that picture again. We're gonna duplicate it. And I wasn't gonna take no for an answer.
4: It started way back in 1982 when they graduated high school in Santa Barbara, California. Five years later in 1987, they decided to do it all again. They haven't stopped since. Same location, same pose, same
0: mugs. Were you guys just trying to look tough or what? We thought we were cool. Well, it's one of those spare of the moment shots. We just you know, took, went up, hit the camera and went up my... Now, I do see the jar in hand. Yep. Yeah. Is that the jar? They, the jar. Is
6: it the jar? Well, it's not the jar from 1982, 19- but it's the jar for from the many, last. many
0: years yeah. that we've been using.
4: We couldn't let another five years go by without the guys recreating the famous photo one more time just for Inside Edition.
0: Are you planning on doing this really forever? Will we see a 50th, a 60th? Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
3: yeah. absolutely. As long yeah. as we're physically capable.
2: What a great tradition. When we come back, a bride rocks out. Finally, today watched her go. <laughs> That is a bride rocking out at her own reception. Lainey Hunter of New York took off her train, took off the veil so she could let loose. She started playing the drums when she was around 12, and Lainey said she just had to perform on her special day, making this definitely a wedding to remember. And that is Inside Edition for today. We thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.